Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorce Coaching Podcast with myself, Tom Nash, Mr. Divorce Coach, uh, and my fellow colleague, Faye Pitcher. Hi, Faye. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, Lana. Hello. Yes, today we've got uh, another very, very interesting, very, very special guest with us today. We have Lana, who is the Assistant Manager of the uh, Birmingham office for Support Through Court. Uh, Now, if you haven't heard about Support Through Court, you're going to hear all about it in a minute, please do go and Google uh, and have a look at them. But Support Through Court are a volunteer-led charity uh, that help individuals who are going through court alone. So anyway, Lana, I I won't steal your tagline. You know your, your industry better than you. So if you'd like to introduce yourself, and tell everybody about what support through court is and and who you are, what you do. Well, thank you for having me first. Um, So, yeah, I'm the assistant manager at Birmingham office. We are one of 20-something offices. I think we're around 23 offices um, nationwide. And we also have a helpline. So our charity like you said, we help anyone going through the court process without support, without representation. So if you don't have a barrister or solicitor, we can help guide you through the process. Um, we were founded in 2001 by a woman who was volunteering for the witness service. So she came across someone in the court, a lady in the court going through a divorce. And this lady was so lost. Um, her name is Diana, the founder. So. Diana was horrified by the lack of support the courts offer. Um, And so we, personal support unit, now called Support Through Court, was born. Um, And since then, we have increased. We've gone, like I just said, nationally. Um, We've had more and more people um, come for support. Our support was really needed after 2013. So... If you're aware, in 2013, legal aid cuts were made. Yeah. So a lot of people lost that legal support they would have received. Um, and that's where we come in. That's why our role is so important. So really, we aim to empower and guide anyone to represent themselves, to take on the case themselves. We're just a little support. So we don't take the case over. We're just there to support you so that you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I mean, Lana, your organisation that you work for sounds amazing. The fact that it's a charity that you're all volunteers. And are you? I know you've been open since 2001, but are you finding that more and more people need support that are facing court alone? And do you think that is because it, it's a monetary thing or do you think it's something else? So, yeah, definitely. So it is. we have been finding an increase in numbers. Um our statistics are somewhere, but I haven't checked them. <laughs> our numbers, the, the amount of people we've been supporting is continuously increasing year by year. Um, we had a little dip in COVID, but that's different circumstances. Um, and really it's because first the legal aid cuts. So it's getting really difficult for people to actually pay for representation. Um, and second, because it's a difficult process altogether. I mean, it's not easily accessible. A lot of people don't understand legal terms, procedures. You're just thrown into this other world. So we're here to help them understand it. Um, but that is why there's so many people that need support. So I know that you, it's both um, family courts, but also criminals isn't it, as well. Um, 
not understood. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay, cool. Right. Yeah, <laughs> let me clarify that. So we help anyone in the family or civil courts. That's it. Thank you. So we don't do any criminal. criminal. Um, Thank you. Really, because anyone going through criminal courts normally gets uh, representation anyway. Yeah. Um, you have that right. Yeah. But so we do anything with divorce, children, money claims, evictions, really anything that's not criminal. <laughs> yeah. Um and we support everyone and anyone. So whether you're the applicant or the respondent, um, whether there's stuff being, allegations being made against you, whether you're making the allegations, we support everyone without judgment, unbiased as a person can be. It's like, like you say, it is an absolute minefield. And if you don't know all the jargon and everything, it's you've got all this information coming at you thick and fast, even if you have got legal representation yeah alone if you haven't and you've got to go and figure it out by yourself especially if we're, we're just focusing here obviously on family courts divorce financial remedies yeah arrangement orders so you've also got all of that practical real life and emotional impact at the same time as trying to play catch up on a world that you don't understand um <laughs> like you say having the, 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 the cuts on legal aid so i mean do you tend to find is there quite a do people come to support through court when They've already found out that their former spouse uh, or their soon-to-be ex-husband or wife has, let's say, lawyered up or got the barrister and everything, and now they're like panic stations and don't know what to do? So it it depends, really. Um, I don't know the numbers, but a lot of our clients, neither side have representation. Right. Um, sometimes, yeah, it is the other side got a lawyer and I received this letter and now I don't know what to do or what's happening. Um but a lot of the times it's something's gone wrong. A relationship has broken down. I haven't seen my kids in forever. Mm. What can I do kind of situation? Um, and the support we offer, it's both practical and emotional. So when someone comes in and they say, I haven't seen my kids in six months. I don't know what to do. Our first kind of step is let's talk about it. <laughs> Let me hear what you what you need to say. And normally, because it's the first time people are talking about it, they wouldn't have spoken to anyone before this. Yeah. Um, so it's that listening bit that a lot of people need so that they can come, they can calm down and de-stress a bit so that then we can focus on the legal part. Yeah. I mean, that's great, Lana. I kind of just want to ask a question, get right to the point about people that are watching or listening, thinking, ah, yeah. I could use an organization like you. I know you're volunteers and you're a charity. So people that come to you that can't afford representation, is your service free or do you ask for a voluntary contribution? How does that work? Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mention that. We are completely free. Okay. Um, we're free to anyone. We don't do financial checks, but we really are for people who can't afford representation. Um yeah, so we are we we do run on donations, but we don't necessarily expect that from every single person we support. So we tell people we run on donations. This is how you can donate, and we have a lot of clients that are happy to donate. Um, they're happy with the service; they feel good, um, even if it's just a pound. Really, <laughs> any donation makes a difference. Um, so yeah. So do you get, in terms of so being a charity in terms of basically off of the, the donations and, and funding side of things, do you also do like kind of charity events or do you, are you a bit like corporate sponsoring and that type of thing as well? Yeah, so we um, we do events as much as we can. We had 
a whole bunch of events just finished in March. So I don't know of any upcoming events just now. But um, we do legal walks. Um, we recently did a climb Everest. Oh, wow. um, yeah, we, we do as many events as we can to raise those donations. We do also have something called the Guardian Network. Okay. That something, um, it's a private network for philanthropic individuals and organizations. And once you join this network, you commit to donating for three years. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's really how our funding is. That's really where our funding comes from. So what do people typically come to you for then? Because you were saying about obviously that when they're first coming to you, they maybe haven't spoken to anybody else yet. Um, and it's that first kind of time of talking. So is it is it usually just around the actual divorce process? Is it the finances or is it the actual child-related matters? Yeah. So we help at any stage of the process. Um, so if they're coming for the first time, that's when they're going to be giving us their story. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're coming a bit later, it might be, I need to respond to something or I need to prepare something, a statement the judge told me to prepare. How do I do that? What do I do? Um, and it is a mixture. So normally divorce is intertwined with children, um, financial remedies, um, my own personal experience, but I'm not sure of the numbers again, <laughs> um, non-molestations. Yeah. So someone would come, um, they have all this paperwork, they've received all this stuff, they have no idea what's going on. Um, we realize that their ex-partner has started divorce proceedings, um, but they want to make an application to see the children, so we'll help them do that. They might need to respond or make um, an application for a non-molestation order. So, yeah, it, it kind of varies from client to client, from person to person, but we help with as much as we can. Can I ask Lara again? It's probably a simple question, but it's one I'm really quite interested in. When someone actually has to go to court, do you accompany them or, or is the support you give them just outside of going to court? I was going to ask that. she beat you to it (laughs) well we can actually attend hearings with people but we're not representing you so if we come into a hearing with you the court's aware we're attending but we can't speak on your behalf we can't say anything to the judge or for you um really that's helpful for people who don't fully understand everything and who might just need that emotional support, that moral support to be able to speak. It's I have someone next to me. I know someone else is supporting me. And now I can give my story knowing that someone's here with me. Um, and it helps because afterwards, sorry, my, I can't mute that. <laughs> Everyone's emailing you in the middle of your recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so attending hearings with people helps because it means that afterwards we can have a conversation and the volunteer knows what happened. Yeah. And normally that means we're able to better explain to the person what happened, what's expected of them, um, what they need to do. So, yeah. That's amazing. And just knowing that you're there with them, even though, as you said, you can't represent them, you can't speak for them. It must make the experience a lot less stressful than what it yeah. may have been. It does. And it 
So something we all we've been telling clients more now is also that even if we're there with you, or if we're not, you can still ask the judge if you don't understand something. Yeah. So don't be afraid to say, I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of lost. Or I don't understand this last thing you just said. Um, and judges will explain. So it's, it's really important to know that you you don't need, it's not, how do I phrase? It's not as formal as TV. It's not, oh my God, the judge isn't, I mean, you need to understand everything. It's, it's okay if you don't understand, just say that. Yeah, no, I mean, I when I was going through uh, my child arrangement hearings um, for my two sons, um, I was a, a, a lip litigant in person. But again, I, I only know that terminology now, but I didn't know yeah. that. Um, and my former partner had had a, a solicitor and had a, had a barrister. And it's, it's really daunting. And this is pre-lockdowns and COVID. So this is back when you used to go into a physical courtroom um, and family courtroom. And I was, I was expecting the judge um and this old quaint building and it was actually in just what looked like a normal office building um and a normal meeting room and everything like that so it's it, but it's still really really daunting and um but like you say having that support there even though you can't actually speak but even then you can you still take notes so that you can reflect back to to talk to the client after? yeah yeah so we can take notes um mainly of just like key decisions made key issues um we wouldn't give that to the clients though, because they would receive the final order. They'll receive the judgment order anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's just so that we have the notes to actually have that discussion afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Help them unpack it and understand yeah. what everything was. And okay, cool. So also, do you, I know Faye, you've got some other questions as well, but do people tend to come to you at the 11th hour when it's, there's a court date pending and it's, or I've, or I've got to respond to X, Y, Z, as opposed to in the earlier part of the process, maybe? Yes. Um, a lot of people do tend to do that because they find it overwhelming and stressful and they just don't know where to start. So they put it off until it's, oh my God, I need to respond to something and I only have like four hours to do it. <laughs> um we can't help when we can't, I mean, we can help, but the issue is with that is that we're limited in resources as well. Yeah. We don't have that many volunteers just available to help you write a statement or we'll try our best. Um, but the earlier you come, the better. So even if you think it's overwhelming, come to us, we can sit for an hour, help it become not overwhelming and then actually deal with the issue. But it's always better the earlier, the better. Convey, I interjected. You, you. Uh, no, don't, don't worry. I know uh, we've always got lots of questions. And I suppose I'm thinking of we've had a lot of guests on here that fully include the children in the process. And I'm just wondering, does your organisation uh, support the children of, of the people you're supporting? If they want the children to be included, if they're not quite sure what's going to happen to mum and dad through the court process, do you kind of support the children as well? So we don't know. Um, haven't ever thought of that really. <laughs> um, that is really important that the children are supported, but normally we only deal with the parents. Yeah. Um, it's rare that people bring in their children as well. And we do say we can't babysit. We don't have volunteers that can just sit there with a the child while we help you with something else. But we do signpost 
Um, so we'll help someone find another organization or we'll tell them to speak to their GP to find counseling or something. Um, we don't, yeah, support through court doesn't support the children on its own. Yeah, yeah. and I imagine the feedback you get from the people you support is, is absolutely amazing. And do you get some of those people that you support actually volunteering like yourself, Lana? So that is interesting because we have had recent questions about that um, from people we've supported. We can't take on a volunteer that's going through the court process just because it wouldn't be fair to them or the person they're supporting. Um, But if you've gone through a court process, you're done. That's behind you. That would be okay. Um, But yeah, that's gets a bit tricky if you're actually going through court process the court process or you yeah. just finished if you just finished proceedings it's still fresh emotions are still high it's going to be difficult for you to support someone else um, so uh, just going back to what you were saying earlier on at the beginning about obviously from the 2013 wasn't it the the, the reduction for legal aid now i have a lot of clients men and women that come to me for divorce coaching um and to deal with the emotional side of things as well as a bit of practical but in those earlier days um and i have a lot of them come to me saying oh well, i'm gonna I, I need to go and find out about legal aid so everyone seems to have and know the phrase and the notion of legal aid but yeah. why don't why don't more people say to me on the off cuff oh i'm, I'm gonna go and support, talk to lana and her team that supports the court like how why is there not more coverage and noise about this great resource in, in out, out there in the ether so we're based in the courts all our offices are within the courts so most of the people we support come straight from the court they'll be in the court building court staff will send them to us um that's how it was before covid um and we used to uh we used to do a drop-in service so you have an issue you end up at the court you come straight in we'll find someone to help you now that we're looking at appointment, uh, now that we're doing it appointment-based, and now that we've actually kind of had to adapt more and we're changing with COVID, we are looking at more marketing opportunities and more, not marketing opportunities, that's not the right word. Um, awareness. <laughs> awareness, yeah. We want to make sure that people know that there is this support out there. Um, that's what this is, isn't it? So... So originally it was actually the court would actually point people in, in, in the direction of, of you guys. I think that's how it started. That's yeah. definitely how it started. Um, and then slowly word of mouth. Um, so you'd find people coming to the court to ask something or. Yeah, so it's word of mouth, court would send people. That's usually that was sorry. I'm fumbling over my words. That used to be how. We got a lot of clients, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, raising awareness is definitely important right now. Definitely, and I, I just wanted to ask Lana, sorry Tom, we've got lots of questions today, and I know we try and keep these really short at the moment. So if you've got someone who's literally got a court appearance in the next week and they haven't got representation and they're now starting to panic, of, oh my gosh, this is too overwhelming, what advice would you give them? Breathe. take a deep breath um yeah find something to calm you down a bit Mm -hmm. and then start looking at the papers you have in front of you Mm -hmm. um 
try to understand what you're being asked to do. Try to understand what's expected of you. Um, and if that means reaching out to other people, reaching out to support through court, reaching out to another organization, do that so that you are prepared before the hearing. Um, you do not want to go into hearing unprepared, not knowing what you're going to say. Yeah. That's just a waste of everyone's time. It's more stressful for you, stressful for the other side. So minimum, organize your thoughts. Know what you want the judge to know. Um, and yeah, just, just, just make sure that you're looking after yourself. Calm down so that you're able to actually focus and see what's in front of you and what you need to do. Did I, uh, this might sound like a really silly question, um, and it probably is going to sound like a really silly question now, given that the, 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 the name of the, of the organisation and the charity support through court, is it also is it is it is it only for people when they're getting to that that final hurdle? Because of course there are so many different versions of uh, of non court dispute resolution, yeah. what you called ADR, alternative dispute resolution. So is it would you only do you only assist clients when they're actually at that stage of a of a court date coming up pending, etc. Or what about do you have clients come to you in the earlier stages when maybe they're still going through the mediation process or the collaborative law process or even just still negotiating let's say between the parties yeah we do so um we'll take clients at any stage and that includes the pre-court stage um so if you're still thinking about it you still want to understand what your options are and you come in we'll explain the process to you we'll help you find a mediator we'll help you find adr um we'll get you I'm just going to pause the recording for a minute. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So um, we help people any point of the court process that includes before coming to court. So really, I guess it's any time during the process rather than the court process. So we'll help um, if you have just a thought of, I need to apply for divorce, come in or call our helpline. We'll explain it to you. We'll explain the process. We'll explain mediation, ADR, all of your options. Um, we don't do mediation, but we can help you find a mediator near you. Yeah. That could help you. Cool. Okay. Go cool, Right. I've only got one question left, actually, Tom. I don't know how many more you've got, whether you want to <laughs> kind of just throw those in before we finish off, because mine's really to Lana, because I want to know, Lana, what empowered you to be part of this organisation? Because obviously you are a volunteer. So I was a volunteer. You were. Um, okay. I joined as a student volunteer. I was doing law. Um. So it just kind of felt natural. I found this organization that supports litigants in person, helps with access to justice. I thought it was just a natural, this is something I want to do. Um, and then from a volunteer, I'm now in this managerial role, but really it's just about, I'm helping empower other people. We're supporting people to support themselves, really. Um, 
I don't really have a deeper answer than that. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, I, I was really, I was really interested, really happy when I first got introduced to support through court back in the last year. Through, funny enough, through a, a, a lawyer friend of mine. Um, but um, no, I mean, this was great to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing a, a huge amount of wealth and knowledge. Um, and for anybody that's, uh, for that's watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, um, and you've got a question for Lana, or you want to find out more about support through court, you can get in contact with Lana directly. How do people contact you, Lana? What's the best way to get in touch? Um, through our website. Yeah. Easiest way. There's a contact button. You can reach out to any office, office closest to you. Um, if you need support, you can request an appointment. Um, if you want to join as a volunteer or want to donate, um, we have, trying to think of the URL now. I think it's just support through court forward slash donate or something or get involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are ways to get involved. And you can also follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. We post events and all of that stuff so cool yeah well, thank you very much so yeah if you do have any questions viewers and listeners um and you'll get in touch get in touch directly or put them to myself or to Faye, and we can connect you as well uh but lastly i just want to say thank you again lana for coming on uh it's fantastic what you guys do through court uh, and, and helping those to like you say to, to be able to help themselves um especially when you're in a situation that you can't see the wood for the trees and you've got this legal jargon coming at you and you don't know which forms which and all the rest of it so no it's absolutely it's absolutely fantastic so uh well done for everything you guys do thank you for having me thank you Lana. thank you